I'm gonna let my man bring me in. Dynamic, articulate, perceptive, courageous, outspoken. Just a few of the adjectives that so inadequately describe. Few singular personalities have emerged on the national and international scene. Thank you. To so excite and stimulate interest. Thank you. Thank you. Really. <clears throat> really. Thank you. Welcome. Episode 21, the long-awaited episode 21 of the Rojo Show podcast. I am your host. How are you this auspicious Thursday afternoon? I'm good. I'm actually more tired after the cup of coffee than I was before the cup of coffee, which I believe is some further proof that I suffer from some sort of attention deficit disorder, some sort. You know, I contend, oh shit, sorry. I contend that um, African-Americans Latinos, minorities and, and all. I know a lot of times I feel a lot of times I feel the need. This is a, a tangent right off the bat on episode 21. I often um, use or include other minorities when I'm talking about some black shit just to not make it so much about the black shit. I find myself having to include other people, but I try to be pretty honest with it. Like when I'm only talking about black people. I try to make it clear that I'm only talking about black people. When I'm only talking about Mexicans, I try to make it clear that I'm only talking about Mexicans. But in this case, I do think it is appropriate to to label it or umbrella it over under umbrella it under um minorities not paying enough attention to mental health. <coughs> and although I although it's both joked about, but I do think it is true that I, I do think that white people, specifically white Americans, do kind of jump the gun on that shit in terms of like diagnosing their children or getting their children on medicine or having some kid at like nine or 10 in a therapist's office. Like there's a certain amount you should try to figure out on your own. But on the flip side, I do think that more African-Americans and minority families and people should look into and pay closer attention to their mental health and the chemical imbalances that are possible within the human brain. I say that to say a lot of people say that when you drink coffee or when you take stimulants and they make you tired, there is a um, there's something going on there. But yeah, I'm good, though. Um, more tired after the coffee than I was before. Um, but doing the podcast, haven't eaten yet. I need to probably have a salad with some chicken um, and some fruit juice. Not like fruit juice, like like fruit juice, like high fructose corn syrup, like fruit juice, like fresh type shit. So, yeah. So this is the first podcast in a bunch of days, easily like two weeks. Um, and there are, there are some reasons for that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Actually right at two weeks. So 14 days, I haven't posted a podcast in 14 days. Um, and I apologize for that, but some life shit has happened. It's been a, 
it's been a mixture of life shit kind of happening and just a um somewhat of a procrastination but they both the the problem is that they both attacked me at the same time like the life shit or or maybe that's a good thing cuz this could be stretched out to a month so i i guess it's good that my my little my little procrastination spell and my family business thing happened around the same time cuz then i was able to miss the same amount of time at the same time if that makes sense i'm sure it makes sense if you follow me if you follow me, let the church say amen. Amen. So, episode 21, I got some topics as usual. I hit y'all with a quick little roadmap. Um, I'm going to talk about why I've been gone for two weeks. I'm going to talk about uh, some new music I've been listening to while I've been gone. Talk about this Lady Gaga video. Talk about my man Michael B. Jordan. Um, and I'm going to talk about Future and Drake. But let's start with why I've been gone. All right, so I was in Memphis for a funeral. My mom's dad died. So we all piled up in Bradley's car, me, my dad, my mom, and Bradley at the helm, and drove to Memphis, Tennessee, small town right outside of Memphis, Tennessee. Now, this has happened before. My family takes road trips pretty, I mean, more often than I think some families do. More, probably more often than the norm. Like, the last one was probably, like, we've done, we've done like, two or three in a year before. Most recently, I can't remember. We probably haven't done one in a couple years. We could have, but we just didn't. Um... But I mean, we went we went on road trips as kids and stuff. So like, we're not strangers to being locked in the car with each other. I am not used to Bradley driving the exact speed limit. That was kind of annoying. Like, okay, so this is hot. Okay, so in my mind, eighty is kind of the norm, regardless of what the speed limit is. In general. When I'm on the expressway, 70 to 80 miles per hour is the norm. If it says 55, even if it says 70, 70, I might, you know, do 85, you know, but 80 is kind of where I drive consistently. The year and a half that I was driving out to the suburbs in Aurora, 80. When I was driving people out to the burbs or when I was driving for Uber and I was driving out to whatever, when I'm on the expressway, if the flow of traffic, I'm generally going about 80 miles per hour. If there is a work zone, if there is a work zone, which was the case much of the way to Memphis, generally those are marked at 45. I usually go like 55 50-ish, 55 or 60, 55 or 60 in a work zone. Or again, with the flow of traffic. Bradley goes 43 in a 45 and goes 52 in a 55. Occasionally when we got on the two road, like when we got on the two lane highways, eventually then she did kind of open it up, you know, 
hit 70, 75 ish. But my cousin who was driving behind us, who is a Hellcat behind the wheel, if allowed to be, I'm, I, I believe she's very comfortable between 95, 90 and 95. Very, more comfortable than you should probably be uh, driving between states, in my mind. But I'm always, I always envision, you know, traveling with dope in a car. So, <laughs> so, so my level of, of caution is different for different reasons. 50, 80 is like that. <coughs> 80 is that reasonable speed to be trying to get somewhere. I think, I think cops are looking for the the guys that are like going 110. I don't think they're looking for the, the guys in the middle. But that's me. Anyway, we got there safe. I do all of like the driving while we're there. Like I describe it as Bradley does the highway driving and I do the city driving. And um that was coffee for people who like to know what I'm drinking. Um the coffee that's making me tired apparently. Um we were driving around there. My uncle, we saw my uncle Derek and my uncle Randy from Seattle, who you all heard about when I was in Seattle. Saw him. He was there. Supposedly, he's got this this bomber jacket from when he was in the Air Force that he's going to let me get. Oh, my God, nigga. Listen, if I can fit it, it's going to be such a wrap. It's already going to be a wrap for y'all this fall. Because if you don't know, fall is... Fall and winter is when I come alive. That's my shit. So, um, if he sends me that bomber, it's going to be like, it's going to be like the plagues for y'all. Y'all will be, the death will be of biblical proportions. Kind of, because I'm trying to hustle. I'm trying to hustle and, and, and flow this, this, um, this fall and winter as well but anyway so yeah we went down there my uncle randy was there um my cousins and all of them were there it was real good to see everybody i was reminded of why i love southern accents who who lord 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 see fit that i have a woman that can talk to me like that. If, 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 if suppose I have a thing about accents, like I love going down South and hearing that, you know, that, that thing, you know, that, you know, you welcome. Woo. 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 Oh my God. Woo. That's does it for me. And everybody talks like that. I mean, obviously, cause that's how they talk, but it's different for it to be, Somewhat of a turn on and to always be hearing it. Hey, y'all. Woo. 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 Oh, my God. Y'all go in here, sit down where you want. Woo. Oh, shit. Woo. Listen. Listen. I'm a little bit hip hop, but I'm a little bit country. Yeah. I don't know. I love it. Atlanta. Fucking... Some parts of Indiana get country, not the parts that I'm close to. <laughs> deeper. The deeper in Indiana you get, though, the more racist and the more less black people you see. So you got to be careful. But whew, that that thing. Whew. Hey, y'all. Oh, my God. Stop it. 
Yeah, that's that shit. But um, so yeah, it was that. Went to the Waffle House. The Waffle House was not as spectacular as it usually is for me. I usually really like the Waffle House. Be like, you know, a little cute waitress, you know, give me a pecan waffle covered and smothered. My hash browns, you know, they generally don't have turkey bacon or turkey sausage. Sometimes they do. And when they do, it's always a good day. I thank God for turkey products. But, you know, that usually works. But this one, it was just, I don't know. I think they changed the menu. It was just all kinds of weirdness. It was, it was, it was good. On a, on a scale of one to ten, it was a five. And I usually don't have meals that I wouldn't date, which is generally date seven and above. Now, you know, mess around, get your number to get my get my night started. I, you know, six, six, six and a half, six, you know, I'm not like E. E is like notorious for like keeping like fives in the pocket. Just like, oh, shit. Back, I just I just found this five in my back pocket. <laughs> he is notorious for just like Just finding a five in his pocket Just out of nowhere Just where did this five come from? Who gave me a five? Where does five come from? <laughs> I don't do that I I will be broke <laughs> Before I <laughs> But he will keep a five my nigga But um so yeah, Waffle House was a bit of a disappointment. The best be- the best meal I had was probably on was most definitely with um my Uncle Charlie and my cousin um my cousin Jeff and my cousin Elena Helena and my sister and my mom and Aunt Carrie was there and um she had made some stuff, some black eyed peas. Some some purple holes, as Uncle Charlie say, Pur- purple holes. Had some purple hole black eyed peas, and some baked chicken, and um, what else is on that plate? Some macaroni, some kind of some kind of squash crust casserole type thing. That was good too. Some biscuits, because you know if you don't know, I have a thing about carbs. Any like bread biscuits, any biscuit I will fuck with. Biscuits, cookies, I fuck with carbs. Heavy, heavy, okay? Like honey butter with assorted jams and jellies. But that was a great meal. Uncle Charlie wants me to come down there and work in the garden for six months. I don't know if I could do six months. I could do three. Two or uh, I don't even really know if I got three. I could go down there for the I could go down there for the winter. Like if I went down there right after my birthday, from my birthday till June, December. Yeah, six months. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy, or would it be crazy? But um, it was a good time. Drove back. Was there drama? There wasn't drama. It was whatever. My mom is like so anti-drama. She's so not for the war. (sighs) 
frustrates me and my sister. Because me and my sister are like, listen, we don't want to do it, but we will. And then it's like, we'll like put our foot out so they'll step on it. And then they step on our foot. And it's like, up, oh, up, oh, up. Oh, they just started it. Let's go. Get the ropes. Okay, hand me that. You got the nine? You got the nine? All right, boom, let's go. So my mom is not like that. My mom is like I said in like I've said in past podcasts. My mom is the the uh, the fixer. <clears throat> She's she doesn't like when I say that. Shouts out to Party Girl Mom, Party Girl Mom. But uh, so yeah, that was cool. Drove back, not a big deal. And I would have did a pod. I tried to do the podcast. What was that day before yesterday? Or maybe it was yesterday. I sat down, and I wanted to. I didn't have my notes right like I usually do. And I want, I was at one point, I'm sorry, but I will. This is the podcast for the people. I keep it real. I will admit I for one second thought about throwing some bullshit together for y'all. But I quickly, I sat down and started to, and it just didn't feel right. And I was like, you know what, Ro, you're not going to do this. You know what I'm saying? Take a load off. Get your head right. Get yourself together. And then come back and hit him in the face. So that's what this is. I'm hitting y'all in the face. Splash. Um, so yeah. So that was the trip to Memphis. We'll talk about music I'm listening to. Um, only because it includes a pretty hot topic in the current music fear. Music fear. And um I'll start with so if you fuck with Kendrick Lamar. <clears throat> If you fuck with Kendrick Lamar, there's no way you can't fuck with J-Rock. J-Rock is actually Kendrick Lamar's, like, big homie. OG. Uh, J-Rock's, actually, this is probably, like, J-Rock's, like, second or third project. No doubt it's his most hyped, mainly because of the awesome features he's had on Kendrick Lamar's, um... Projects off the top of my head, Money Trees is a banger on the Get Good Kid Mad City um, album. Um, Kendrick is on this album with J Rock. They have a um, they got a little piece of their verse where they going back and forth, kind of like Jada and Styles P, which is probably the most recognizable and example of that flow for my listeners but you know the back and forth back and forth <clears throat> J-Rock continuously holds his own on tracks with Kendrick killing shit um, it is definitely a album for hip hop listeners what do I mean by that <clears throat> Kendrick Lamar and let's not I, 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 I hate and I know they hate when people end up talking about K-Dot when they're supposed to be talking about them. But just quickly, um, when people say they like Kendrick, Kendrick has songs that are tailored for large audiences, but he also has songs that are, you know, way more obscure and way more, I think, towards the lane he initially or uh, eventually wants to be more in. <clears throat> But there's a lot of people that just say they like Kendrick's music just to suck 
rap raps dick right now and just be on Kendrick's nuts because Kendrick is popular and to like Kendrick means that you are progressive and aware. I'm I'm serious air quoting right now. Progressive and aware and and accepting and tolerant, which is a word that I fucking hate, tolerant. But um and and on to some shit that other people are on to. So he has a lot of fans that are really just kind of kind of posers because he stands for or appears to stand for a certain shit. But if you like J-Rock, you like J-Rock. You like some West Coast bumping in the car, slightly conscious but still, you know, conscious raps over 40s and blunt sax, you know, like that is J-Rock's music in my opinion. Um, I like it a lot. I bump it in the car uh, loudly when I can. I know that's a, a weird phrase for your car, but I bump it loudly when I can. And um, I dig it. Some stuff that I don't dig so much. And I know when I say this, I know when I say this, there are going to be dick riders. Or not. I, I take that back. I take that back. I'm sorry. They you don't have just because you like it doesn't mean to you're a dick rider. I do think that popular stuff, popular music garners a lot of people that do not sincerely have interest in that music, but more so what listening to that music may communicate to other people about them. But Travis Scott I am trying to get it. I'm trying to, even if I can't at the end of it say I like it, I'm trying to see what others really like about it as well. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying at this moment, I don't see what everybody else sees. I want to. I want to get it. Because I don't want this to be the beginning of me losing touch. But to be totally honest, as of right now, I don't know what the. I don't know. I'm 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 still trying to figure it out. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep trying. Not a, not too much, but I'm going to try again. I might ride into the city today. I might bump it when I do that, but mm. I don't know. It's okay, though. Um, I just downloaded that new Mac Miller. <clears throat> I want to check him out. I want to check out these beats that he's doing. That Ninth Wonder is supposedly just going bonkers over. Um, T.I. Nick, a five-song EP that he put out of some real hard gangster shit. I like it. Um, I like it a lot. I think all the songs are hard, and that's what you want from T.I. You know, you can you can often forget about T.I. being such a force um, because of his crossover campaign as far as the family hustle and all that other stuff, which at one point I did watch and I did enjoy. Like it wasn't a it wasn't a bad look necessarily. And coming off of the kind of gun charge charges and um, having the kind of not afraid to slap a motherfucker and throw him over a table 
in public. These are real stories. These are not exaggerations. Look them up. Google T.I. throwing Shaka uh, over the table. I believe that was Shaka. That was when him and DTP was beefing real hard. But, um, I mean, tangent, um, Luda did get him on that verse. Now, let Tip tell it. Young Buck kind of screwed him on how they did it. Because if you don't know what I'm talking about, on Young Buck's first album, I believe, T.I. and Ludacris actually, it's, it's actually genius. T.I. and Ludacris are both featured on a song, and they're spitting verses about each other. Now, word has it that T.I. was going to be on the Buck track and was going to drop some subliminals and did. But then Buck took the track to Luda, who he had already who he was going to have to be on it. And Luda heard it. And then Luda wrote a response, a full verse response to T.I. And technically in the format of that song, considering only that song, Ludacris, Ludacris killed T.I. on that song. Ludacris killed T.I. on that song. Now, um, would he, if all things were fair, I don't know. But on that song, Luda got the Luda got the best of them. But the Nick, the the Nick, because he 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 makes he takes the effort to spell it as niggerish as he can, which I, I don't want to say. He spells it like he's saying it, like the Nick. Um, I can't say it right now correctly how he's saying it because I am I, I I'm speaking as I'm talking or whatever, but um. The Nick is the name of it. Hard ass TI tracks. Tracks that you want from TI. You know. I, I don't I I I hate when people compare things they hear to people's first album. I mean, I do it myself. I do it just off the top of my head. I do it in terms of talking about American gangster being a a throwback or being what Jay-Z gave to reasonable doubt fans who wanted a more wanted more reasonable doubt Jay-Z. But um there I I I will not say that it is a throwback for TI to I'm serious because I'm serious is an album that I hold very dear in my heart. I'm serious outside of Outcast may be one of the milestone albums in terms of me taking Southern rap seriously outside of this is outside of outcast, but I, I'm pretty sure that TI I'm serious was the first step on me taking Southern rap serious. And then I'm fucking, I might be fucking up right now because TI's first album Yeah, it's uh, right. It's something. Um, yeah, I'm something serious. Right. Wait a second. Well, sh- yeah, yeah, okay. This is his first album for sure, for sure, for sure. Might be when I started taking him serious, um, taking Southern rap serious. Another big influence in me taking rap serious, and niggas is going wild when they hear this because it's probably not really seen as a Southern rap album. 
but um, and it's pretty late in the game. But the Hustle and Flow soundtrack is amazing. It's a really good hip hop movie soundtrack. Check that shit out. Um, UGK, uh, not UGK, MG, uh, MJG, A Ball and MJG got some crazy tracks on there. And then just the music from that, like Terrence Howard's a dickhead about it, but them songs that DJ had was raw. Them shits was banging. It's going hard out here for a pill. For a pill. No, I did not watch Empire last night. And that's all I'm going to say about that on some Forrest Gump shit. Okay, but other new music I'm listening to um, after the Nick. Of course, I am listening to the Future and Drake album. Now, this Future and Drake album is having the same effect on me as it's having on a lot of people. Which is, we do not fuck with Future, but we fuck with Drake enough to have him carry us through an album with Future on every song. Except the last one, where he does spaz out a little bit. I'm talking about the 30 for 30 track. But, I have never really been a fan of Future's. I mean, he's good on hooks, I guess. You know what I'm saying? You put him on hook duty. But as far as like any song that he's kind of had by himself, and I only hear Future's popular songs, and none of his popular songs are him by himself. So I don't, I've never heard a song of him by himself, but I couldn't imagine it. Um, And I don't know if I want to. But, um... I'm checking him out because he's on songs with Drake. And of course he's stepping his game up so much because he's fucking with Drake and Drake is Drake can really rap. So he often toy told, uh, told the line of like over rapping and under rapping the people featured on tracks with him. So I think he's just going for it on some of these joints and then future is just forced to catch up or, or is, is he's putting future in this like sink or swim situation. I heard people making comments like it sounded rushed and all this other shit. How the hell do you, does a, a future song sound rushed? I don't know what it would sound like if he took a lot of time on it. I'm not very confident in his music making abilities. I know a lot of people are saying that's blasphemous right now. And a lot of people like his stuff, but I'm not a huge fan of it, but I'm listening to this and apparently I need to check out dirty Sprite too, but that's as far back in the future catalog as I will allow myself to go. And that's just his last album. It just came out like what, like a month ago. So yes, I am somewhat drinking the future and, and, and Drake Kool-Aid. But more so because I'm a Drake fan, and I'm I I have I have my pros and cons for Drake, but he in this case has me listening to fucking Future, Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, Ooh Gaga, Lady Gaga, Ooh Gaga. I don't know why I did that, but Lady Gaga has some new controversial video. Let's see if I can look at it while I talk to you guys. Um, it's something about the name of it is like "Till You Know Yourself." 
Um, it's a till it happens to you. Till it happens to you. Honestly, I feel like it's a ripoff of uh, what's her name. Um, of um, oh, that's on my Facebook page. Um, it's kind of a rip off of that Christina Aguilera, uh, beautiful video, but I mean, it's okay. Now listen, I am in no way victim shaming or against the statement or against the thought that, um, rape and sexual assault happens and especially happens at a very concentrated level in college um, settings and situations. I am not a fool to that. What I will say is that with the stricter rules and with the, the more intense guidelines that colleges are starting to uphold and um, and enforce. Also, with the and I know the the feminazis. We love the Jews. I know the feminazis are gonna come at me when I say this, but the sensationalized um and the the overreported cases and situations of rape that is going on right now there are a lot of confused and blurred situations now the video kind of it kind of shows some stuff but it's very it's very surface and excuse me if i'm exp- if i'm expecting too much from fucking Lady Gaga with the the meat suits. But just looking at this video, I mean, I'm not saying that these topics and these portrayals are not um, relevant because, I mean, one dude is dropping pills in the bitch's drinks. That's supposedly what Bill Cosby did. Um, you know... There seems to be a girl who identifies as a boy um, who gets raped by a guy. There's an attractive girl who's working with an overweight musician and he kind of forces himself on her. But and I don't I I mean, I know this is the unexpected and almost um, taboo effect to have. But I mean, men get placed in a lot of un. None of these are this, but men get placed in a lot of precarious situations in terms of sexual encounters with women, especially when there are substances that have been involved on both sides. And if anything goes awry, it is okay to openly and and fervently Attack the male in the situation, regardless of any information. And I just wish I had the resources to, and I will eventually, 
I will shortly actually have the resources to bring forth a very a very nuanced look at sexual abuse and how a lot of things can be seen in different ways because everything that I see that deter that, that decides to take a more in-depth look or decides to um, quote unquote supposedly shed light on what's going on is still taken from a very, very extreme victim conscious look and approach. And this is in no way me being against the victim or not being on the victim side, but they don't seem to want to get the buy-in or the, the acceptance of straight men. They, they don't, they don't seem to want to appeal to the, the, the straight men in college. It seems to all be geared towards women and in most things that support women are go hand in hand in supporting LGBT communities as well. And these are just facts. I'm not saying this to say or imply anything else. I'm just saying that's usually what happens. For instance, like at the end of this, at the end of this video, there's like this procession down the hallway of people, you know, in support of the victims and just being totally serious, looking at this procession. There is no man in this procession that is obviously straight. And you know what I mean by that, because you can tell that they are attempting to include different social constructs. They're, they're attempting to have archetypes of different people in this procession. There is a, there is a, um, overweight girl. There is an attractive girl who's, um, into fashion. There is a artsy looking girl. There's a gay guy. There's the black guy with the hoodie still still appearing to be soft in some way but there is no overt representation of male straight male alphaness in this and i feel like if you're trying to if if that's where you should start in some way right like if, if rape is such a big issue, why is there no campaign to stop men from raping? There's just campaigns to support victims of rape. And maybe that's an ignorant question. Maybe people, maybe, maybe women are listening to this and saying, nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? But I'm just saying like, there is no, there's no workaround for it. I just, I don't know. I just, I just wish that there were more realistic not not saying that these aren't realistic but these are just these are very low hanging i like you know these are very run of the mill examples of something that has become not only a hot topic in our culture but has become more and more difficult and murky as 
laws and 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 bill and 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 ideas to quote unquote fix it have made it so it, it seems like as we try to fix the problem or the issue of sexual assault the harder um and more gray the area becomes and i'll just leave you with that on that but check out the video it's on my page the rojo show um, and I posted it on Twitter too. Last topic. Michael B. Jordan. You know, Michael B. Jordan was. Hold on. What is some freaky shit? Um. Michael B. Jordan was uh, Oscar Grant in Fruitvale Station. Michael B. Jordan was the flame in what I hear was a horrible take on the Fantastic Four. Michael B. Jordan will play the son of Apollo Creed in the next Rocky franchise movie. Michael B. Jordan was the, the, the new... Every every few years there is a crop of black men that women just, you know, swoon and cream over. And Michael B. Jordan was the new that. Everybody, all the black women was on his nuts because, you know, he can wear a suit and he can wear jeans. And, you know, oh, he's so whatever. And he was the new shit. Michael B. Jordan in GQ. And I will let me preface this by saying I haven't read the article. I need to read the article. I'm not going to wait to read the article before I speak on it. Because that anyhow we do in this month. But um, Michael B. Jordan has apparently in this GQ article made some statements uh about his uh, thoughts and beliefs in all lives matter. And you can't do that as a black man right now. As a black person, you, we can't have black people out there trying to talk about this all lives matter shit. Because we have just kind of gotten to a place where they are like, n- no, there hasn't been a time more so than now since the late the mid and late 60s that black people have had or no, no no i'm sorry let me go back since the 90s with rodney king or not even with rodney king specifically but with the well it was specific to rodney king since the 90s not then not since then and i would even say maybe not that because rodney king ended up being a dickhead in the end what happened to him was totally unjust and not fair but he ended up being a dickhead in the end but maybe possibly not since the mid 60s mid to late 60s have black people had more of a reason more of a fire more of a platform to stand on to um righteously cry out about the shit that's going on than now And we can't have motherfuckers who are crossing over and in some cases are the only example um, 
is the only example of African Americans, more specifically blacks and the descendants of slaves, are these singular people. You understand what I'm saying? Michael B. Jordan in this GQ magazine may be the only black man that many white consumers of that magazine, quote unquote, talks to in a month. Or in a quarter, because GQ is gentleman quarterly or whatever. And he is communicating that all lives matter. So now, ignorantly, this person who does not come in regular contact with black people, their voice to black people has said that all lives matter. And they are ignorant enough to go and feel that that is an adequate representation of the black people and black culture and repeat that to other white people who may or may not have that little bit of um, of information from a black person. Are you fucking serious right now? We need to send out a memo or something. And I, I, I thought that there was I, I, I feel that there is this culminating um, there is this communal wave that is going through the black community, but it's these people that, and I know people cringe when you get to talking about conspiracy theories, but there are these people that get through that speak to a large audience that don't speak for the majority of us. And by us, I mean, black people, I mean, descendants of slaves people somewhat abandoned in North America. So I don't know. Michael B. And I heard, I saw some ignorance on there hearing, you know, he played Oscar Grant and now he doing this shit. This nigga's an actor. He was not, he was not being himself. And who who knows? I, well, Oscar Grant was probably on some militant shit a little bit, but Michael B. Jordan is not that. Okay, he is not that. Gone are the times, and I've spoken about this on past episodes. Gone are the times of influential, and by influential, in this society that often means rich or famous. Gone are the times of quote unquote influential people being able to lose it all for what they believe in as it pertains to their people. Those days are gone. Jim Brown is gone. Muhammad Ali is gone. Bill Russell is gone. John Carlos is gone. Ricky Smith is gone. They are they are not willing to put fame and fortune and the livelihoods of their families on the line. They will bow down. They will genuflect. They will they will get on their knees with their hands in the air and put their face on the fucking ground silently. They will do it. And I'm talking big now, but uh, I I hope I hope that I would. I hope that I would. This has been the Rojo Show. You can get at me on social media at the Rojo Show on Facebook. I'm at the Rojo Show, or I know I'm at. I uh, you can send me an email with a topic or with a question, or if you need some advice on some shit, because I am the advice nigga. Um, you can hit me at the Rojo Show at gmail.com. Um, shouts out to all the listeners out there. 
Um, and all the people who have been patiently waiting for a new episode to pop off. Um, I will try not to keep you waiting um, so long again. We're starting to get some momentum. Um, I told y'all on episode 20, this was not going to be the time to sleep on the Rojo show because shit is happening and shit is going to keep happening. And I would love for you all to be around and and um, be able to say that, yo, I fucked with this before it really cracked, before it really popped off, before the man got turned made and started changing his own content. But yeah, the Rojo show, I am your host. Um, you guys have a good one. Today's Thursday. I'll probably hit y'all up on Monday, and then we'll get back on track. But be good. Be good to people, and I'm up out of here.